Amen. Uh, my name is Helen, and I'm one of the pastors here on staff, and it's a joy to get to teach you today. I'm going to start with a question, and here it is. What is your all-time favorite holiday? Now, if we were not in COVID, we would turn to our neighbors and share, but just in your mind, what's your all-time favorite holiday? Is it Christmas or Easter or Halloween or Fourth of July? I wonder what it is. And I really wonder if anyone, either here or online, if anyone chose the holiday that's actually closest to today, it's next Sunday, daylight savings time. Come on now, you are the 1130 service. I know you are for this becoming a national holiday, even if it actually is not, because we get an extra hour of sleep. That is worth celebrating, amen? You know how it goes. In the spring, we spring forward. In the fall, we what? That's right. So next weekend is fallback weekend. And with that in mind, I started thinking about this whole idea of fallback. And it took me back to the summer of 1981. I know it's a long time ago. Camp Cullen, which is just outside of Houston, Texas, I was the camp director there for the summer. It was literally the hottest summer of my entire life, and I saw more snakes than I want to ever admit. But I was in charge of the camp staff at Camp Cullen that served as counselors. And what we did was we went all over the country to colleges, and we hired students that didn't know better, and they came, these college students, and served there for the whole summer. Now, at the beginning of the summer, the staff would come in before the campers got there, and we did this weekend of training, getting them all ready, what to expect. But a big part of that weekend also included us becoming a team. So we would do various team-building exercises, and one of the most memorable, thinking of fall back, one of the most memorable was something called a trust fall. You ever heard of a trust fall, seen a trust fall? Well, this trust fall was something where you would, or someone would stand up, and then there'd be like a group of people that would be there, and their main job was to catch you. That was their job. So, you know, being the good leader that I was, I thought, I'm going to do this, you know. I'm going to go first. So I started talking to these um, staff about how the summer was going to all be about trusting. And what they would have to do is they'd have to understand that these parents were coming and they were going to trust them with their most prized possession, their kid, you know, and that they were going to have to learn how to trust each other and work together. But then I said, here's the deal, you all. It's not just parents trusting. It's not just you trusting each other. I'm going to also, as your leader, I'm going to trust you too. <laughs> when the voices behind you are, are saying, oh, no, oh, no, I said, you know, staff, you're going to have to learn to trust me, but I'm going to learn to have to trust you. 
And then I would cross my arms, I would say a prayer, and I would count to three. One, two, three. Ah! Okay. Thank you, team. Anyway, it would get the point across, especially when, when it was their turn to fall back. You understand in life that trust is at the center of so much of how we experience life, especially when it comes to relationships. Isn't that true? And it's not just with people, it's also and primarily with God. And that's what I want to talk about today. Thinking about next Sunday's national holiday, I entitled my sermon, Fall Back. How do I trust God more? When Pastor Brian or other teachers, when we come up with our titles, we're pretty intentional, aren't we? We think it through. And there was a word that I was extremely intentional in putting in my title. Do you know what word it was? It's not trust. It was a word more. How do I trust God more? Because here's the thing. The longer I have been at this, as a follower of Christ, the more I read the Bible, the more I study the truths of the word, at the center of the Bible, I am convinced this journey is about trust. If we're going to go farther in the journey with God, we're going to have to learn to trust God more. And hear me on this. If you don't remember anything else I say, remember this, that your life and what it becomes at the intersection will be series of trust falls. It will be you and me asking ourselves, am I going to trust God here too? Am I going to trust God more? Am I going to trust him with this intersection, this change, this hope, this desire, this question, this longing, this setback? And those intersections are about trusting him more. You know, when I was 12 years old, I trusted Christ for the forgiveness of my sin. It was a powerful moment. As a matter of fact, I remember it as much today as it was way back then. Powerful moment. Only 12, but I knew my sin separated me, and I trusted the work of the cross and Jesus for the forgiveness of my sin. I was 12 when I did that. But every day since then is a calling to trust God, not just with my sin, but with my life, with my dreams. So over the last 50 years, that's just been true. Trusting God more at these intersections of hurt, desires, sadness, future, finances, Trusting him with my time, my singleness, my marriage, my recovery, my infertility, my kids, the loss of my mom, my career, my calling. I mean, the list just goes on. Our life will be a series of fallbacks, of trusting him more. 
At 12, I trusted Christ with my sin, but now I trust him with my life. The enemy would want us, and he wars against us, trusting him in living. He wants us to stop, to think it's just about trusting God with our eternity. Because here's what the enemy knows. He can't take eternity from us, but if he can rob the impact of eternity through us, through trusting Christ, then he can stop the effectiveness of the power of God in our lives. Trusting God more. So here's our challenge. I've got one key Bible verse that might be worth memorizing, at least writing down one key challenge from the Word today. And it's from Psalm 62, verse 8, and it says this. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for he is our refuge. The challenge, trust in God at all times, you people, at all times. And that is a challenge. Oh, how I want trust to be this automatic, knee-jerk response in my life. I was thinking about this week when I was at the doctor's, I had just my yearly physical and they do the same thing every time I don't quite get why it really matters but they sit you on the edge of the table and they have you hang your knees over and then they take that hammer thing and they whack your knee and what happens Whoop! if you're healthy it's just like this knee-jerk response I thought I want my heart and my life to be like that when it comes to the areas where I find myself at these intersections, that I would quickly respond with going, God, right now I need to fall back. I gotta trust you. So how do we do that? I have three thoughts for us in trusting God more. And the first is this. If you think about it as a trust fall, falling back. The first thing is, you got to step up, right? That's what I had to do. The scripture that's our key scripture, Psalm 62 says, trust in him at all times, you people. And then what does it say? Pour out your hearts to him. To who? To God. Pour out your hearts to him. I'm so grateful that I have great friends in my life that I can pour my heart out to, that will listen to me. But I'm going to tell you something. It's not until I step up and I get one-on-one -on -one with God, with this area of my life, that I'm going to see the help I need come, the change I need happen. It's when I go to him. Now, the truth is, I don't know if you're a little bit like me. I'll bring something. I got something in my life, and you know what I do? I just circle. Anybody else? I'm looking. I know where I got to go, but I just keep circling. And I keep asking the question, God, how's this going to go? How am I going to get through this? How is this going to end up? How am I going... 
And I remember about 16 years ago now, I was in one of those places. I just kept circling this sense of a calling that God had for me to leave Asbury Seminary where I was teaching and come on staff at a church. It was, it was a church plant that actually existed before our church did. And I just, I felt this calling. But all these how questions kept stirring in my brain. But when I got face to face with God and poured out to my heart to him, do you know what I heard him say to me? About all these hows, like how do you leave a job that you work so hard for? And how do you manage three little kids working full time in a different sort of way? And, and how, when I poured my heart out to him, I heard him literally in my left ear. And I haven't had very many times that this has happened. It was just a deep sense impression where I poured my heart out. And he said this, Helen, leave the how to me. Bam. That was all I needed. But we have to step up first to get face to face with God, pour out our hearts to him, because then we're ready to let go. Now, I think we would all agree that when you're standing up there and you're thinking about falling back, you're pouring out your heart, two things matter. One, whose voice you listen to, and two, who's actually gonna catch you, right? Like when you're up there, it matters whose voice you're listening to. Now let me tell you something. When I was up here and I stepped up on this ladder, I was thinking two things. One of them was, this was a really good idea when I was at home. <laughs> and the other was, you can do this. I was hearing, I know you wrote a book called Everyday Object Lessons, but this isn't in that book, and there's a reason why. And the other one was, I gave you this idea. Trust me. Do you ever hear two voices? Like in those places where God's asking you to trust him and let go, like back and forth voices, here's something that's a tool that I use in my life. Because when you trust God in a, a new way, oftentimes what you find is you feel fear in a real way. Anybody? So what I do is I literally, when I'm in a place where it's hard for me to let go, I will write down a list and I'll ask this question. Right now, what is the voice of fear saying to me? And I will not, I, I won't discard it. I will write it down. Well, the voice of fear is saying with your marriage, don't go to counseling. Don't ask your spouse to do this. They're never going to do it. They're just going to laugh at you. Might as well just give it. A voice of fear is saying that. But what's the voice of truth saying? Voice of truth is saying, trust me. You go alone if you have to. What is the voice of fear saying in your finances? You're never going to make it. This is never going to work out. Don't honor me in this way. And the voice of truth is saying, what it's a voice that has the most power in the area in your life, because we've all got one right now. 
Identify the fear, but identify the voice of truth. Whose voice are you listening to? But also, isn't it true that what matters most when you're up there is who's catching you, right? Who's going to catch you? It was really neat for me to think about who I wanted to catch me today. Like I really was going, who's going to catch me? I thought about people that I really trusted in my life. Every Thursday night, three of the people up here on stage, Wesley, Dixie, my AA sponsor, Anthony, every Thursday night we sit in a circle together. And every Thursday night I look to them. I need them to show up. I need to hear their strength, hope, and experience to help me live stronger in my own recovery. I picked intentionally Dave Griffith, one of my coworkers and friends that's been with me the longest, through the ups, through the downs, and back through the ups. I picked my husband, who I literally trust with my life. I picked my brother Gordon, who's not just my brother, he is my friend on an adventure and someone that I literally call my best friend. I didn't just pick random people. I picked people whose character I knew. All right now, when we fall back and we're trusting God, I think for some of us, it's hard to let go because we don't know his character. We know his name, but we don't know who he is. But when you know him as the way maker, as the promise keeper, as the light in the darkness, when you know him that way, you can let go. When you know him with the strength of who he is in Scripture, the God who never leaves you, who never forsakes you, you know that you can trust him. I love what Psalm 62 says in the voice translation. The same verse we read earlier, it says it like this. Have faith or have trust in him in all circumstances, dear people. Open up your heart to him, the true God, and then look at how it describes refuge, shelters us where? In his arms. He will catch you. Step up. Pour out your heart to him. Let go. Because he will catch you in the shelter of his arms. And then lastly, number three, remember how God has caught you in the past so you can trust him now. Friend, I'm telling you, this journey is about a series of trust falls. If you think that this, this relationship with God is one and done, it is not. Your salvation is. You give your heart to him. Your name is written in the book of life. But your transformation is a series of fallbacks. It will be at these intersections 
answering the question, am I going to trust him here? And surrendering into his leadership and provision in that area where you're having to trust him over and over and over again. 264 times in my translation, do you know what word is in the Bible? Remember. Remember. Remember over and over as people in Scripture faced trials and challenges and new opportunities they faced. God called them to remember So you read in Psalm 77. But then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. So I can trust you now. They remembered that God was their rock, Psalm 78. And that the Most High God was the one who set them free. And I thought, that's it. We've got to remember. We've got to look back and remember so we can trust as we fall back. It's like developing this muscle memory. And I promise you, the longer you do this, the longer you walk with him and you go, wait a minute, I'm going to trust you, God, with this too. And you find him catching you, you know what you do? You step up again. It's true, I promise you, you will experience this. I've been at this longer than a lot of you. You just keep trusting him. I look back in my life and I think, I remember 24 years ago when I stepped up and I said, okay, God, I know your voice is true. You're telling me if I don't give up this thing in my life called alcohol, it will ruin me like it did so many people in my generational line and so you know what God I am scared what's going to happen when people find out I poured out my heart to him and then I backed up and I fell back and I trusted him and he was there and he has taken a place of shame in my life and made it a place of authority and power and, and joy will you trust him I remember 30 years ago, stepping up, pouring out my heart to God, God, I so want to be a mom. What's what's going on? Why can't we have a child? And trying every way to get pregnant and not being able to. And God said, are you going to trust me? Fall back. I've got three kids that are going to be so much better than you and John producing them. They're going to come to you through three brave birth moms, but they're going to be amazing. And he caught me. Where is God calling you to trust him today? God is strong. He is able to keep you from falling. Where do you need to step up? Where do you need to let go? God loves you. He is for you, and he is with you. You know, I called the title of this sermon, How to Trust God More. It's not about trusting him perfectly. 
It's about just trusting him more, just one step at a time, just right where you are with what you got. Come on, God. So will you do that today? Would you pray with me, please? He is the God who fights for you. He is the Lord of every victory. So just in this moment of silence, would you just say, God, what are you saying to me today? Where do I need to surrender? What do I need to surrender to you? Just listen for his voice. Won't you trust him? Won't you fall back? Won't you just tell him, I don't know how this is going to work out, but God, I want to trust you. So I choose now to let go of this pain, of this need to get even of the challenge of finances and how this is going to work out. How you're going to heal me. How you're going to use me to make an impact. My singleness. My addiction. God, we trust you. You are the God of victory. And collectively, as your children, whether here or online, today, we come in faith. We pour out our hearts to you, the one who has the strength and the power to see us through to the other side, to catch us. So we trust you as we fall back and step forward. All for your glory, Jesus. Use it all for your glory. In your name I pray. Amen.